0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Even Stevens Ranked Podcast—the podcast for all things Even Stevens. I'm Brittany Butler.
1: I'm Ethan (laughs) Brem.
0: I know I was trying to do like different inflections this time. (laughs) I I was trying it out, slightly different tone.
1: (laughs) I'm Ethan (laughs) Brem.
0: And today we are talking about season one, episode eighteen. Movie madness. Oh, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. It's one of my highest ranked episodes of the season and the series. Me too. I love this episode. There's so much I could say, I think.
1: This is one of those episodes where I feel like every time I watch it, I like it more and more. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So this episode has a 7.5 on IMDb, so back to generic land, Uh, but it has a 9.0 on TV.com. Before I forget, I'm just going to say I was laughing because on the TV.com synopsis, they called Lewis's movie extremely low budget. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> to
1: say the least, it's extremely low budget. I think it's no budget. Exactly. It's it's allowance budget. It's like, let's see what I have in my piggy bank. <laughs>
0: let's see what I can make from all the tinfoil in the kitchen.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I almost wish that, like, Tom Virtue would come out and be like, Lewis, what happened to all the tinfoil in our kitchen? <laughs> No investors, just <laughs> a bunch of Reynolds wrap or to aluminum foil.
0: Well, oh, we're off to a great start. I am crying. <sighs> oh. oh, no, Louis. He said, Where's all the tinfoil? Uh, it's Tawny Spaceship.
1: <laughs> we're making a movie here, Dad. It's called Movie Making. <sighs>
0: All right. I can only Ish. hope for more moments like this throughout uh, the conversation. Please.
1: This is one of those episodes, though.
0: It's one of those episodes.
1: It's so, just like, everything bad that can happen.
0: <laughs> oh,
1: It's like the chaos that I love about Even Stevens is this episode. Yes,
0: that is that is definitely one of the things I wrote. So, I have this episode ranked number six.
1: And I have it at 18, which anything in my top, f- like, 25 or 30 is, like, I could say, oh, it's one of my favorite episodes because it's mm-hmm. just so good. Like, 18 sounds like it's low, but this could easily be swapped out for, like, another episode in my top 10, maybe, or I mm-hmm. just love this episode.
0: Sometimes when I, I revisit it, I'm still shocked that I put this in my top 10, like, like that high in my top 10, too, like, just shy of my top five.
1: Yeah, six is high.
0: Just outside of my top five. But
1: I could see, if someone said my favorite, if, if someone was a hardcore Even Stevens fan and was like, my favorite episode is Movie Madness, I'd be like, oh, yeah, I could see that. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't fault you for it. I'd be like, yeah, I could see how this could be someone's favorite episode.
0: I don't fault you for that. Who could fault
1: you? Who could fault you?
0: (laughs) One of the last episodes, we just said that. (laughs) But, oh, oh wait, should I do this first? I think maybe I should do this first. So, as we were going over scores, so, like we said, this episode has a 7.5 on IMDb, but three eyes wide shut has a 6.3 on imdb because guess what guys i went and got three eyes wide shut accepted as a legitimate short film on imdb suckers so,
1: <laughs> those suckers at IMDb, you, you guys if you're listening go on imdb and rate or review and or review three eyes wide shut yes because i did
0: yes we both did we're the only two reviews and it's hysterical yeah, and we—I did this. This was a while ago. This happened. This has been up there now for like two years or something.
1: Yeah, no, since so since you reviewed it, I think
0: it only has like seven reviews. Yeah, it's just like when you think of a movie like Three Eyes Wide Shut. First of all, it doesn't really exist <laughs> in yeah. its in its full form, and then it's just like if you think about it, if the movie did exist, a six point three, like,
1: like <laughs> well, I, I think it's one of those movies where it's like,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love the way we're talking about it as if it's a movie we can actually review.
1: But, I think it's one of those movies. No, where <laughs> but it would be like if I watched Three Eyes Wide Shut at the premiere, I'd be like, this is. <laughs> Like some like Tommy Wiseau type of stuff. Yeah, exactly. So bad that it's really good. Yeah. I'd be into it. I'd give it a 10 probably.
0: (laughs) Oh, man. But yeah, I think it's so funny. Get on IMDb, guys, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> leave a review. I think it's so funny because it could go either way. You can either do like yeah. a really sarcastic positive re- yeah. like review or a really sarcastic negative review or just like a middle of the road, yeah, cool movie. <laughs> like, do
1: you think like, that there was like they filmed like an actual Three Eyes Wide Shut and then just chopped it up for the episode?
0: I always hoped that they did, but because once we get to there, I'll talk about yeah. that. A little more. This episode was directed by Peter Baldwin, who so far has directed Foodzilla and Secrets and Spies.
1: Rest in peace. He died? Yeah, back a couple years ago.
0: Oh, yeah. Didn't we talk about that before? Yeah, I, think I think you we had did. mentioned he had died before.
1: There's a, there was him in one. I think there was another director who passed away too, but I can't remember who yeah.
0: it was. Yeah, I definitely remember you saying that. And then he also directed, I think, three more episodes coming yeah. up in season two and one in season three, I
1: think. A couple good ones, actually.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, and it was written surprisingly by Susie and Sarah, which. Yeah. I I was surprised to see that they wrote this one.
1: Why? Oh, because it's the stuff that they've written in the past has been, I mean, they've written quite a few, but because this one has like a pretty developed Ren plot. I mean, there's, it's a big episode for Ren.
0: But yeah, but it's like the things that like they wrote for this episode with like Lewis. slow clap for Susie and Sarah.
1: (laughs) And I love, and I love even like that kind of like parody with Todd, like how they kind of like that the hippy-dippy stuff. Yeah. Like, with Todd, mm-hmm. like, it's so good.
0: So, before we get into it, it's exciting, because once again, it's time to check our voicemail. You have reached the voicemail
3: box of The Even Stevens, Stevens Range podcast. podcast. At the tone, please record your
2: voice message. Hi, my name is April. I'm 28 years old and from the UK. I really, really love your content. You know, it's so good to finally find people who are so obsessed with the show like like I am in the UK at least it just kind of came and went and people knew about it but once it stopped airing which was probably the mid 2000s it just disappeared so it's really glad to you know that you're keeping uh, keeping it alive uh, keep up the good work I have a particularly fond memory of the show dating back to probably the early to mid 2000s so even stevens would air on I think the BBC every saturday and sunday at 3pm my best friend at the time would come over and we'd watch them together on my Very small CRT TV in my bedroom. I honestly, I look forward to it every week. (laughs) For some reason, though, I was really obsessed with this one episode, um, short story. I would like constantly check the TV guides, and um, it rarely aired. Um, I really should have recorded it to a VHS tape or something. I think the show is so great because it it just had like the perfect blend, the perfect balance of like heart, goofiness, comedy realistic scenarios and great chemistry between the actors you know had this kind of magic you know when music or art just has this magic that it can't be explained i don't know (laughs) so i'll wrap this up keep up the good work and be really awesome if you could get some more cast and crew episodes because those are like absolute gold all right take care
1: yeah thank you april um they bring up a good point about kind of that magic like it's intangible and we've talked about it before I think just like we try to pinpoint like what makes even Steven so good. Why do we love it? And I think it just comes down to it's just it's just that magic that everything kind of comes together. And like the chemistry and the acting and just the comedy and the balance of comedy and heart and and just the writing and even just the way the scenes are shot. And like mm-hmm. the same reason why I love Boy Meets World, like it's good. But and then when they did the reboot, like obviously like it loses that magic. You can't recreate that. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of what makes me nervous about if there was a reboot. And we've talked about that, but it's intangible.
0: I think we've said that before. Like, it is the intangible things that make even Steven so special. Yeah. I think that's another reason why you can't really compare it to anything. Yeah,
1: lightning in a bottle, definitely. Um,
0: but like its own unique lightning in a bottle, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's still like, it's still just something that connects to so many people for different reasons right like I think you and I it can it connects to us for a lot of the same reasons but also for different reasons a lot of
0: different ones yeah, yeah. it's
1: interesting well add, like the more we talk about it good voicemail
0: yes thank you it's so nice to hear from you guys it's so fun and also just like it's cool to hear like nice little stories about how like you know they'd, they'd watch it with their friend on like this little tv back and like also in the UK yeah interesting to know that it's sort of came and went and disappeared over there, apparently.
1: Yeah, interesting. The syndication's probably a little bit different out there, too.
0: Mm. But it's it's super cool, though, to know we have, you know, a listener in the UK who also...
1: Yeah, that's really cool. ...who
0: obviously really loves and cares about the show to, you know, be keeping tabs on it from all the way over there. Yeah. <laughs> so, thank you. Thanks for listening and for loving the show and for sending in a voice message. Getting back to the episode, the Disney Plus synopsis. I don't understand. They say Lewis has a life altering dream. What? Which makes exactly. Which makes him decide to make a film. With help from Twitty and Tawny, he creates Three Eyes Wide Shut, a love story about a cowboy and an alien.
1: Does he mean like I'm a like, do they mean like a dream like like a life dream?
0: Yeah, that's what I'm assuming. Okay. But he doesn't, though. They don't say that, like, he... Like, this idea came to him in, like, a dream or, like, this is his dream. Like, nothing is ever mentioned.
1: Yeah, it's not succinct enough explicitly saying that. Um, No.
0: And they say it twice. That's their big synopsis. And then their small one that's just underneath the thumbnail just says, Lewis has a life-altering dream that inspires him to make a film or something.
1: And I'm just like, It's like they just compiled people's conflated Twitter synopses. Yeah, exactly.
0: (laughs) Oh, my God. So basically, Ren's plot follows her trying to attempt to speak to Bobby Deaver for the first time, which is funny because we've, have we heard his name yet so far? Or is this the first time we're actually hearing Uh, it?
1: And deep
0: chocolate. Oh, right. I have a major, a major crush, crush on, on Bobby, 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 Bobby Deaver, Deaver. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. So, yeah. So, we've heard that. So, we know that she has a major crush on Bobby Deaver. If you watched Week First, Week First, you'd also have heard his name. Yeah, that's true. But this is the first time we're actually seeing him. And it's also the first episode where we meet Ruby. Finally. I know. Ren finally has a friend. So, my general thoughts uh, I just jotted down uh, that I love this episode, it's hilarious. It meets all of my ranking requirements. It I said it's dry and smart and there's quality quotes everywhere. Yes. Stellar performances. Um and it introduces Ruby and Bobby, so it's like important in that respect. And there's like Lewis and Tawny stuff in there a little bit too. Yeah. Um, and there's a whole roller coaster of Friendship stuff with Lewis and the gang,
1: and it might be one of the top three most quotable episodes for me. Yeah, oh yeah. And you have it ranked number where again? Six, yeah, six. So yeah, and I have it eighteen. So, I mean, right in the right in the money money maker, right there.
0: Right on the money, babe. Right, right on, on, on the money. money. <laughs> on my review, I was surprised at how long my like wrap up paragraph was it's like two paragraphs I was like going off about how much I like this episode and how much out of all the episodes of the show aside from Band on the Roof of course that this one reminds me the most of The Office for some reason and the way Lewis acts I always said that like this is him at his most Michael Scott yeah and I said also that it reminds me of when Michael Scott made his own terrible movie (laughs) Threat Level Midnight (laughs) yes (laughs)
1: Well, it kinda it's kind of like Michael Scott like because Lewis is creating the chaos, but then also just having to react to the chaos that he's concocted. Yes. And then it's just kinda like butting heads with each other and it's it's golden.
0: With a lot of the things Michael would do, he would cause people to resent him. Yes. You know what I mean? And so yes. that happens to yeah. Lewis in this too, and he doesn't even <laughs> he's not even realizing what he's doing, you know? Yes.
1: He's so like in his own uh, like, agenda, and he can't see anything else outside of that. Exactly. Yeah. Like, you
0: know what I mean? Happens so many times on The Office, like, Michael would just be doing his thing, like, he thinks he's doing something great, and, like, they just show everybody's faces, and they're just like, you just feel such second-hand embarrassment, like, for Michael, because <laughs> he has, he just can't even, like, see that yeah. everyone's like, oh, my God, it's like, not Michael. not yeah. You're being awful, <laughs> like, you know. Yeah. You can't help oh it. Oh, my God. Yeah,
1: and it's got a, kind of that office-like chaos, too, just, like, how everything yes. bad's happened. Like, Eight
0: minutes of the episode where everything is just so chaotic.
1: Yeah. My dad always says, you can watch The Office on mute and still enjoy it. And it's kind of yeah. like that here at some points. Like, you can just turn off the sound and just watch all this ridiculousness happening. <laughs> <laughs> it is still entertaining.
0: The meltdowns and just things happen where it's just, it's absolute chaos. Yeah, yeah. it's very chaotic energy.
4: <laughs> it really is.
0: With the Michael Scott thing, it's like that level of... Um, It's a form of narcissism. Yeah. And so, like, this is one of those times, you know, when Lewis is just like, I'm amazing. I'm making this movie. I'm an incredible director.
1: (laughs) Like, like, It's also like having a vision, like knowing what you want. And it's frustrating because you don't have the means to making it possible.
0: Right. But at the same time, though, at the same time, though, does he really know what he wants?
1: Well, yeah, exactly. Right. (laughs) But I mean, like, we're led to believe that he has his vision. Right. And it's frustrating when you don't have the resources to make it happen. And and you have cast members that you're subjected to because they're the only people willing to work with you and,
4: <laughs> and they're, like,
1: totally don't know how to, how movies work and stuff. And I just think, like, there are points where I get Lewis's frustration with with Twitty or Tom or Tawny, but then there's other points where, obviously, like, you get Tawny's frustration, you know?
0: Like, we'll get into it, but, yeah, also Lewis, not a great director, um, no. but...
1: Well, probably because he's looking at everything through a toilet paper roll. <laughs> <laughs>
0: what what purpose is it serving, really? In action. This is the most important scene in my
3: movie. In action. <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: one of the best lines. I also have to say, so this past year for Halloween, my wife and my son and I dressed up as as Louis Tawny and Twitty in this episode in costume i was twitty's character uh the cowboy with the sideburns and then my wife actually had a pretty dope costume she painted herself her face green mm-hmm. and then she had like the thing on her head yeah and just the, the eye and all that stuff and then my son it was just kind of it was a very uh esoteric halloween costume but that's oh kinda, yes <laughs> that's kind of how we like to do it so and my son yep. had the like the Lewis wig and the he had the toilet paper roll and stuff.
0: So, <laughs> so cute.
1: And people didn't care. They're like, oh, it's a little baby with a curly wig and a Hawaiian shirt. Give him candy.
0: <laughs> Who cares?
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> but yeah, I think that this is one of Ren's like stronger, funnier side plots. Um, yeah. There's like a miscommunication thing and I love miscommunication.
1: Even though this time it's like, dude, Ivan. Yeah. You have no reason to think any of this stuff.
0: Oh, I know, but that, but that, but it's even funnier because of yeah, that. Yeah,
1: it makes it it makes for a good plot.
0: It's I said in my a review that it's shy of the top five because of it having two separate plots. Every episode of my top five have interweavable plots.
1: I think that's the only reason I don't have this episode higher is because, like, yeah, it, the Ren like some of the subplot is a little bit annoying to me. Uh, so I, that's why I kind of have it a little lower.
0: It meets all of my criteria. So personal favorite, quality plot line, quotable dialogue, hilarity, iconicness, and overall entertainment value.
1: Yeah, killer. If you're talking about most important episodes, it, it would be it would be high up there, I think, but I didn't I don't think I included that in my ratings, but in my rankings.
0: Maybe it, it might get muddled in my brain of what actually, is iconic for the show and what is just iconic in my mind.
1: What people don't care about, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Or like what I think is,
1: or. To us it's iconic. Yeah. yeah. But not necessarily as iconic as maybe like to some people, Beans being introduced. Cause like, he's like, yeah. he's like a fan favorite. So.
0: Yeah. I think 34 minutes into this, we can get to the plot points. <laughs> so <laughs> plot point time. So this one starts with Lewis. Crashing into his history class. I believe it's history class. Yeah. In the middle of his teacher, Todd Zanders, uh, in the middle of him having the class take deep cleansing breaths. In with the good, out with the bad. In with the good. And I love the way it's like... Wow, doesn't that happen doesn't yeah. that like the music plays it's like Lewis comes crashing into the glass and the teacher doesn't even need to look he's just you're late Lewis <laughs> are we doing that breathing thing I think I caught some air on the way in
1: and then he hands the what is it like the trash can to the kid in the front seat
0: <laughs> yep
1: that's <laughs> oh, so funny
0: oh my god he's like just sit down man <laughs> I really like this teacher me
1: too I wish I wish we saw him again he's a very even Stevens character I think too
0: yeah he's yeah. really cool Lewis is really excited about something and he's like itching to tell uh, Twitty and Tawny. And so the teacher can see that Lewis is like really wanting to say something and so he pulls the the old um why don't you share with the rest of the class card
1: I always wish I could do this but it never happened to me
0: I know because obviously this teacher is like thinking they're going to pull the card and it's going to be what always happens which is that the student will be like oh never mind like oh, no, it's, it's okay. and no. it's it just yeah. like you, you know you get them to shut up but what does Lewis say thanks Todd I will
1: <laughs> stands on his chair
0: stands on his chair and announces to the class.
3: Now, I just want you all to be the first to know, I, Louis Stevens, will be entering my film in the Sacramento Young People's Film Festival. And after I win first place in the festival and get my million-dollar movie deal, I will sadly be moving to Beverly Hills to a sprawling ranch home. Okay, that's cool. You've shared enough. I'm going to need a limo driver, a gardener... Lewis, A personal chef.
1: Louis, sit your hiney down. Nah.
3: Lewis
0: is looking at his own teacher saying, why don't you be my personal chef?
1: So insulting. <laughs> I'm a teacher.
0: Like, he's already on this level of where it's like, everyone needs to be working for me. Yeah. <laughs> and I love the way he's saying that he's submitting his non-existent film
1: yeah, he, <laughs> into the festival. He doesn't even have, like, a script probably for it at this point. Also... No. I love how most kids his age have, like, they think of these things, like these daydreams. Oh, I'm going to have a chef and, like, a limo driver. But Lewis just manifests this stuff out loud to everyone around him. Yep. Like, with no shame that it's probably not going to happen.
0: And again, yeah, this was what I said in the Hanukkah episode, how he mentions that he's going to move to a sprawling ranch home, and he always liked ranch-style houses, right, Donnie?
1: He always said that. I
0: don't know if that was, like, intentional continuity, but it is. So basically, Lewis tells Twitty, Tawny, and Tom uh, to meet him at his house after school to discuss the logistics of this to be determined project and its million <laughs> dollar plot, uh, which of course we'll get to. It cuts to the school hallway, and we see Ruby for the very first time uh, in all of her fake New York accent glory. Madam mm-hmm. Editor,
3: your goddess of gossip, reporting with this week's column. Oh. Baseball team, six o'clock, inseparable as always. Oh, there's Bobby Deaver. Oh. Oh, he my. is so cute. I mean, just look at his hair. It's like, it's perfect. He is so fine. Oh, look at his walk. He's so cool. <laughs>
1: this whole sequence is so like teenage girl to me that I can't. I, as a kid I just couldn't.
0: As someone who was a teenage girl, this stuff doesn't happen? I mean like crushes and stuff, but it was it, I, I don't know, it was never like I don't know, maybe it was. I maybe can't not. Remember. I mean it's
1: maybe not that exaggerated, but it was like definitely like boy crazy type yeah. of stuff, yeah.
0: No, I was definitely pretty bad. I was pretty bad.
1: I could see that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah i had my my crush in middle school um i had three crushes in middle school two of them i was in sixth grade and they were in eighth grade obviously that was never gonna happen
1: not until high school at least
0: like when you're like in sixth grade yeah that's like an eighth grader is like so
1: much older than you Heck, i had a crush on eighth grader when i was in seventh grade
0: oh and it still feels weird right still
1: is like yeah You, like, made fun of.
0: Yeah, it's crazy. So I had, yeah, these... I had a crush on two different eighth graders at two different times. And one of them was, like, this super punk guy. Of course. (laughs) And I went to a Catholic school, though, so, like, you would only know that when we had
1: dress-down days. Yeah, because you can't... Everyone's wearing a uniform.
0: He'd, like, show up to school on the dress-down days (laughs) and have, like, his spiky bracelets and, like, all this stuff. And I would be like, oh, my God, he's so cute. Yeah. And... (laughs) and then my other crush that I had was who was in my grade uh was just this Italian kid
1: just this Italian kid
0: <laughs> he was very Italian and uh yeah I don't know why I just had the biggest crush on him yeah to this day I don't know why but I did from like six yeah sixth, sixth to eighth grade
1: would you want to sh- shout his name out right now if he's listening
0: uh no
1: Okay. <laughs>
0: I mean, honestly, I don't know if I should. I mean, it's not a big deal.
1: And I'm just playing.
0: But, I mean, I think uh, there were some rumors uh, years later that apparently he felt the same way about me.
1: Oh, no.
0: Uh,
1: that is... I ha- That's heartbreaking. Yeah. Man. Yeah, that was not the case with my crush. Mine was like one of those long, like four-year-long... She was like a new kid, I think, when I was in fourth grade and she was in fifth grade. I mean, it was like as soon as I saw her, I was like, oh, my gosh. <sighs> and like I told my best friend. And then like everyone knew, everyone in her class, all the teachers knew. Yep. Everyone made fun of me for it. And like, I remember I got her, her screen name on instant messenger. Oh God. Like she would talk to me though, like Mm -hmm. on but in person she wouldn't talk to me. Oh yeah. And then it was like our last school dance. It was like the all school dance, all the local schools. We'd have dances seventh and eighth grade. The last dance I asked her to dance and it was to like an Usher song or something. (laughs) And she danced with me and I was like on cloud nine that day.
0: The same thing, me and this kid. The school dances would always be drama central at the yeah. middle school dances. It was oh always, yeah, it was just who's going with who, yep. who's gonna dance with who, and I'm gonna slow dance with him. I yeah. know it's gonna happen. I'm gonna go home and write about it in my diary. <laughs> no, yeah, but that was yeah. And then we, we had our like class night thing, which was oh, yeah. basically like a promish type thing in our gym. Yeah, and we slow danced at that, and that was nice. We had there's photographic proof on Facebook uh I, I look awful I have braces you're like Ren yeah actually pretty much yeah so basically Ren's plot she is at her locker with Ruby and then Ruby's like oh yeah check out the baseball team over there and then she goes oh oh there's Bobby Deaver oh <laughs> The way she does the oh oh and then, oh, oh there he his, is the
1: way he walks and the way he's look at his
0: I look at his walk he's so cool they zoom in on Bobby and he does that head tilt the dramatic head turn yeah. and then he just smiles
1: <laughs> see that stuff that stuff's like satire like that kind of
0: exactly stuff. exactly yeah, that's
1: like a satire thing yeah mm-hmm. or it's like and he's like also he's like thirty years old yeah he's
0: like, yeah he's older yeah which
1: sometimes I wonder if they like made them look that old on purpose so it would be like kind of make fun of. The movies and the TV shows that have t- teenagers be played by 20 year olds, yeah,
0: uh-huh. but, but yeah, you know, but that's funny. So he does the dramatic head turn and then just smiles like, what's yeah. he smiling at? Because there's nothing in the hallway there, yeah, just gazing off into the distance. It's <laughs> hilarious,
1: thinking about how cool he is,
0: so intentionally cheesy. I love it, yeah, it's really good. Suddenly, you know, she's already talking about Bobby, but then Ivan, good old Ivan, everyone's favorite lackey, yeah. shows up. And just assumes automatically that she must be talking about him. Even though they, they were already saying this stuff before he even entered the picture. Yeah. And they're not looking at him at all.
1: Yeah, and he's not that far away. So they should He's he not should, that far away. And they keep talking about it even after he leaves, looking in the opposite direction.
0: Yeah, and they're like, look at his walk while Ivan's just kind of standing, standing there.
1: there. Yeah.
0: <laughs> he's doing the thing where he's touching his neck, like, oh shucks, Ren. Like, why are you saying all this? <laughs> oh
1: shucks, Ren.
0: And it's sad, too, because like, he, like, walks by her and he's like, hey, Ren. Hi, Alvin. It's Ivan.
1: Yeah, that wasn't tip number one that was not talking about you, bro. <laughs> I- <laughs> we lost Brittany here.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. I <laughs> That's just... <laughs> that was perfect oh hey hey Alvin it's Ivan yeah that wasn't tip number one that yeah. she was not talking so about many, you so many
1: so many cues here
0: <laughs> oh doesn't even know your name yeah that would give it away that she was not talking <laughs> about you so, basically, Ruby's like, oh, yeah, so, like, when are you going to talk to Bobby? You haven't talked to him yet? No, I haven't. Like, oh, well, what are you going to say? I don't know. I haven't thought that far. And then, well, when you need to because this is the very first step in your relationship. You know what I mean? She's like, relationship? These
1: are the moments where, like, Ruby does get on my nerves when she, like, thinks way too hard about stuff and then makes Ren think way too hard about stuff and then, like, screwing yeah. her over in the end. Like, that's the <laughs> stuff that, I like Ruby as a character, but those are the moments where I'm like, oh my gosh, Ruby.
0: So, of course, she ends up going into a giant tailspin and doing one of her first, like, long-winded uh, stories. Yeah.
3: Listen, I knew this girl, Vicky, who had a major crush on this guy, Matt, so Vicky finds out that Matt is crushing on her, too. But when Matt goes up to talk to her, she totally had inks me it all over her face because she's a pen biter. She's just nervous like that. Anyway, from that day on, Matt can only think of Vicky as the girl with the blue lips. Well... I don't bite my pens! I'm just saying that when you talk to Bobby, everything has to be perfect. You should write down everything you want to say to him. That way, you have total control over your destiny. Total control. I like that.
0: And I do love the way the only thing Ren got from that was, But I don't bite my pens! (laughs) Total control. I like that. (laughs) I'm like, of course, Ren Stevens would. Yeah. Like, total control. Would not
1: want to date Ren Stevens, by the way.
0: So, then it cuts to Lewis's room after school. He is speaking into a megaphone in front of everyone in his room. (laughs) They're all, like, one foot in front of him. And he's like, we're about to embark on the magic of movie making! Or whatever. It's like, uh, Lewis, um, yeah. He tells them, he goes, do you understand what this means? And, like from being in Lewis Stevens' short film Like He really believes That they're going to Walk in as nobodies And walk out stars Yeah so Lewis is really Believing all this Once again he's so mean To Tom Where he says You'll walk in as nobodies And you'll leave as stars We're gonna be stars Yeah everyone except you Tom yeah. I love it <laughs> You're gonna be my assistant So Lewis, You know he's He's in his head All about this And then Of course leave it to Tawny To cut to the chase She's like okay So what is your movie about? <laughs> You know, she's like, she's like, we we can't be here and do this until we even know what the heck this is, like. And so, of course, he drops the incredible synopsis.
3: Um, it's the classic love story about an alien that's you, Tawny, and a cowboy that's you, Twitty.
0: Could the cowboy have
3: sideburns? Uh, I don't see what's wrong with sideburns. Yeah. Yeah. We're collaborating, All you right. see. Oh, see on set. Okay. Wait, 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 wait Louis. So does a cowboy go to outer space with the alien? Or does the alien work on the cattle ranch with the handsome cyber and cowboy? Guys, please, please, okay? It'll all make sense when we're filming, okay?
1: as I like this. We're, see, collaborating. we're
3: collaborating. <laughs> I love that. See, yeah, we're
0: collaborating. All right. See you guys on set. Like, does the alien go to the ranch with the handsome cyborg cowboy? I love the way the cowboy's handsome now. That's a, that's a yeah. new, a new, a new trait to what he just added. He's like, we'll all find out once we start shooting. All right. Mostly
1: because I don't know either. <laughs> but he does have these super elaborate tinfoil sets, which I love. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so he says, you know, he puts on sunglasses in the house, does the little finger frame thing, it yeah. just does I icy, icy stars. stars. Icy stars. And already, I'm just like, this is amazing. He's already just going down this path. And so then it just cuts straight to their living room. And it's that area that we never really see. It's like, um, the tinfoil, the spaceship thing is like in that little... You have the little
1: nook room, right? Yeah, yeah, the little
0: nook room. We never really see in there.
1: Yeah, interesting.
0: Yeah, the only other time you can see it is in tight end interaction, I think.
1: That's when I was thinking of actually, I was going to say I think it's that cuz there were really only a couple show episodes that really kind of showcase the house in that way, and I mm-hmm. think of that one in Stevens Manor where you can kind of like get a sense of the layout more
0: cuz that's where like Lewis was coming up from the basement in. So it looks like there's like possibly a door in there. Yeah, so so it cuts to that, and he has this ridiculous set, like just a tin foil explosion. I
1: love it. That looks so good.
0: It does look pretty good. Yeah, this is a lot of work, actually. Like, I'm looking at it now. Like, like on the files, it just sort of looks like a blob of it's tinfoil. But well, I'm looking on Disney Plus right now. He has Christmas lights in there. Yeah,
1: it's pretty elaborate. He
0: has, like, all this stuff. It looks like a bunch of hubcaps again. And
1: that's what I'm saying. Like, if I had watched this fi- finished product, I'd be like, wow, like, these sets look pretty cool. Like, they look really kind of like a drive-in B movie type of deal. Yeah. You know? like-
0: I feel like a fun fact on IMDb should be the entire film was filmed on a personal handheld camera. Yeah, <laughs> like uh, on a personal camcorder. <laughs> and so it starts off, uh, Tawny is standing there with in her <laughs> alien costume and has glasses, and she's like, "Why do only two of my eyes need glasses?" <laughs> and then like, "Tom, do we have any 3 eye glasses?" Negatory. A superior life form like yourself doesn't need glasses. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which I mean, he has a point. And then, of course, so he's like not even looking at Twitty. He has his head down as he walks over to Twitty, and he's still not looking at him. And he's like, "I have to talk to you about
3: the scene where um you meet the you have something growing out of your face."
1: <laughs> These things. These are my mutton chops, little chap,
3: You, lot, you man, look. You look uh... like the wolf man! All oh, right, right here, cheerio. Okay. Wait, what's with the English accent?
1: Oh, I thought the cowboy should be from England. No, you know, Western
3: England that's not the script what script like out of the way
0: everything is a question what's on your face what's with the you english know. accent and it's like oh i you know i thought my character should be from england you know what western england
1: english cowboy <laughs> <laughs> and i will give lewis props for this as much as he's like what is on your face like what is the accent he lets him keep all this stuff for the movie like, like as much as these people on his set are actually kind of being ridiculous at least Twitty. Mm-hmm. He's, it's understandable where he's coming from, but he also kind of keeps the collaborative nature of yeah. the project, I think, is kind of cool.
0: Mm-hmm. But, it's, but it's just funny, though, because it's like he never even told them what it was going to be anyway. He just said yeah. a cowboy and an alien. Yeah, You know what I mean? If, they're, if they show up and take some liberties, like, well, Lewis, you never told them anything they couldn't do, so... Uh, but
1: I think saying you're a cowboy, it just implies you don't have a British accent.
0: Yeah. But <laughs> Yeah, the mutton chops, like, all the way down to his lips. And then, the, of course, that's the... You look like the Wolfman. You look like the
1: Wolfman. I wish he had more, you look like lines like the Cisco one. I know, you look I like Cisco. Love you those look like lines. the Wolfman. Those are like two of my favorite. I I always be connected in my head, those mm-hmm.
0: two. Yeah, yeah. So then he's like, so when Twitter's like, yeah, I thought the cowboy should be from England. And then Lewis is like, yeah, well, that's not in the script. And then they're like, script? You don't have a script. Tom, Tom, give the actors their scripts, please. Like, you know? what script like come on Lewis like and so they they, they, the dysfunctional chaos is like already happening where they get into place and then they get their scripts and then it's this is only one page yeah where's the rest of it
3: we're only shooting scene 27 today you see we shoot out of order it's called filmmaking where's the rest
0: of it this is only one page
1: how long is this movie
3: I know I
0: know because like, I just laugh because movies shoot out of order due to uh, you know set availability or the availability of the actors or like
1: daylight yeah yeah
0: it's like that's why movies are shot out of order but
1: he's intentionally doing it I'm
0: making a movie and we just got to shoot it out of order well, yeah
1: that's what they do that's what we do in
0: hollywood <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny cuz it's like he has seemingly one set Uh, And these two actors at his unlimited disposal. So it's just like, there's no reason for you to be (laughs) filming scene 27 only. And how does he have so many scenes? Because when they're done, he goes, all right, let's move on to scene 37.
1: (laughs) Did he say 37? (laughs) Yeah. Is that what he says? Oh, that's funny. A TV show episode, like a sitcom is like, I think like 17, 18 scenes on average. So, I mean, you got to think it's at least like 45 minutes then if it's 37 (laughs) scenes
0: (laughs) or each scene is five seconds in his head yeah it's true yeah and so lewis starts being so harsh on tom you know i'm a master of accents
3: myself did i ever mention it's always been my dream to be in front of the camera yeah that's great tom can you give me some water we miss you right away. <laughs>
0: so, really great. So, right away, Lewis just says, All right, let's shoot this. And then Tawny.
3: Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Shouldn't we like rehearse this first or something? Let's just shoot it, okay?
0: <laughs> he has no. Patience, like you know, it's like he wants to make this movie, but he has no time for blocking, no time for rehearsal, no time to make sure anything looks right. He
1: wants a masterpiece, but he doesn't want to do the work to ensure that it's a masterpiece.
0: No, he's just so excited about the idea of filming a movie. Exactly, he doesn't want to go into any of the other stuff that actually goes into making a movie.
1: He's still romanticizing the whole movie making concept. (laughs)
0: Yep, he's just so obsessed with looking into the viewfinder of the camera. Yeah. <laughs> you ever notice he does that like so many times? He'll yeah. just be like looking into the camera? Yeah. I feel like every family had this exact camera.
1: Oh, I did. I got my new video camera. I was I went to Best Buy. I was like, How come they don't have the like viewfinder eyepiece? They're like, yeah, cameras don't have those anymore. I was like, the heck, bro? Yeah. I want one of those.
0: Yeah. And my grandfather had like this
1: exact camcorder. <laughs> yeah, my parents still have theirs.
0: Yeah, we still have his too up, upstairs. Yeah. But yeah, it's funny though, because if if you've used one of those cameras, you know that it comes out looking like a dingy old 90s home yeah. video. <laughs> Anything Lewis is shooting is not going to look like a feature film. <laughs> but I
1: mean, like to shoot something digitally back then, at least on a home movie level, was just like, you couldn't do it.
0: Obviously. Yeah. But it's just so funny to think of like that it's gonna look, it's gonna look like yeah. trash footage of people standing around. Yeah. Like it's not, you know, that flat look yeah. that old VHS film home yeah, video looks it. like.
1: It kind of has like that aesthetic though, like that character that you kind of, that some people like. I like that, that yeah. low, low budget look, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. This scene is so dysfunctional. I love it. So, you know, like he just keeps, like, you know, yelling back and forth with Tawny about how, like, no, let's just shoot it. And then I'm going to put in the audio because oh, I yeah. can't do it justice. Yeah.
3: All that script said was the spaceship lands and the alien looks around. That's right. You're confused and frustrated. Did you read it? Okay. Now let's go in action. This is ridiculous. I don't know where I am. I don't know what I'm doing. Cut! genius that is genius right on the money babe
0: now that we know what sean mcnamara was like behind the scenes yeah what if that was a nod to sean mcnamara
1: with the genius he probably was playing sean mcnamara i feel like yeah like in this certain regard or like you know the people who he's seen Mm because like obviously we know we know from every like it's kind of common knowledge like he's not shy is not classically trained you know yeah he just goes he went based off instinct and based off like observing other people around him so interesting when you put it that way yeah
0: Uh, Tom Virtue and I think uh, uh, Jim Wise mentioned, too, that, like, McNamara would always say, like, genius after, you know, shooting. And so, like, I think that's also cute, even if, like, if he was doing that naturally or if, like, it was written in there or if they just decided, like, hey, act like Sean. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Man, that's really funny. Yeah. I like that a lot. That's cool.
0: Yeah. And so obviously already Twitty and Donnie are like, all right, this isn't going to be working out, is it? Because they're like, Lewis, like trying to get through to him. He's like, sorry, we got to move on. Scene 37. Tom, where's my chair? (laughs) Next bit, it cuts back to Ren's subplot. um, And this has to be one of my favorite Ren moments in the entire series. Definitely one of her best lots like yeah this whole sequence just is so funny
1: really
0: it's so funny all
1: right let's do it
0: so she's in her room and she like you know she collapses onto her bed and she's all dreamy and like looking forward to reading these ideas she came up with or like just coming up with ideas on this pink notebook paper and she reads it out loud you know bobby deaver possible icebreakers (laughs) like right away i'm just laughing because i'm like what Possible icebreakers We all do this
1: It's <laughs> you know? so weird It's so Ren And like <laughs> She has to be over prepared For everything That like nothing It's just her disconnect with like how people Actually speak to each other
0: She definitely has A major disconnect If we're looking at What her original ideas Were here Yeah So So, so her first thing Is just To go right up to him Without saying anything Just saying Hi Bobby <laughs> No, 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 that's not it. And then her second idea is to say, Hey, Bobby, nice belt.
1: That was a good one. I like that one. Okay,
0: why is she saying it with that tone?
1: Also, like, what do you expect him to say in return? Oh, yeah, no, it's cool. Like,
0: (laughs) (laughs) it's like nice butterfly hair clips.
1: Yeah.
0: It's like to be looking at someone's belt and then say, Nice belt. It's like, okay, why were you looking at my belt? Yeah. Then you have her next one, which is just the greatest thing ever, to just, (laughs) if her possible icebreaker with Bobby Deaver was, Hey, Bobby. Oh,
3: I wouldn't try that Salisbury steak if I were you. (laughs)
1: Like, what if they didn't even serve that that day? (laughs) Also, what if he's not wearing a belt? Like, none of these will work.
0: (laughs) You are right, though. I never thought of that. You might not even be wearing... What if he's wearing sweatpants, you know? Yeah. Sweatpants. <laughs> that would yeah. that would be even better. Bobby Deaver's not even wearing a belt, and she says, nice belt.
1: Hey, nice belt. Thanks, I'm wearing sweatpants, though.
0: <laughs> no, but I just love the Salisbury steak thing, because it's just like... Yeah. What?
1: That's a pretty good lunch for... Uh, Is a cafeteria for middle
0: school, but then also it's just like for if that was the first thing you say to a person, you walk up to someone you've never spoken to them before, okay? And you go up to them with this cryptic warning without going into any further information, you just Hey, Bobby, oh, I wouldn't try that Salisbury steak if I were you. Smile.
1: You're the steak girl, huh? Yeah.
0: <laughs> she just smiles. She just says it and smiles. And of course, he's left to just be like, okay. Like, in this dream sequence, every single thing that goes wrong, he just turns away. Because <laughs> also, it's like, what is she implying happens from eating the Salisbury steak?
1: Yeah, like she had massive diarrhea. Or-
0: <laughs> That's why it's also like, why would you ever?
1: <laughs> also, what if he already ate it? <laughs> Like, why are you going to imply to this guy you like that you've never spoken to that you just had explosive diarrhea in the toilet? <laughs>
0: Who said it's explosive? <laughs> You're, like, adding all this different stuff now.
1: <laughs> That's what it means to me. <laughs> That's what I would have gathered. What else could she be implying that she just says gas? <laughs> <laughs> Either way, I mean, like...
0: I was in the middle of drinking water, I almost... Sorry. (laughs) Why does she have I know... Listen to us breaking down this line. (laughs) We're breaking down this line and everything it could be implying. This is a
1: throwaway line that the, the girls threw in.
0: The show's writing is, like, so random... Sometimes that it can only ever result in greatness.
1: Yeah, like, even just the throwaway lines are so good. (laughs) Just the random, like, they're like, uh, what is that, Salisbury steak? Like, oh, that's pretty good. And then, like, (laughs) years later, we're dissecting the meaning behind what the Salisbury steak caused. (laughs) Because if he already had the Salisbury steak, like...
0: I love the way we're still on this.
1: (laughs) At nauseum. (laughs) You heard it here first, folks.
0: So then she decides that the best thing to do is just to say, Hi, Bobby, I have a big crush on you, and I just wanted to let you know how I feel. Like
1: a 50s movie character.
0: Yep, and the music in the background swelling, and Bobby just turns and looks at her. Ren Stevens.
1: (laughs) Ren Stevens. That's right, he says that. All the Ren stuff with, like, guys... It's always the most awkward in this show. Though. It's
0: very, very cringy on this show.
1: I think that's kind of like the satire part of it too, maybe.
0: Yeah, or...
1: Or it's just so out of character for the show because the char- the show is so like flippant and irreverent at its core, and then, like, you try to add, like, this, like, corny stuff. It's like when I used to try to be a salesman, I I sold Cutco knives for a summer, and, like, everyone I sold to is like, this doesn't seem like you. Like, you don't seem like a salesy guy. Mm -hmm. It just was so out of my element that it was, like, kind of cringy, you know?
0: I feel like it's that, but for Ren's character.
1: Yeah, okay, yeah.
0: I feel like it's out of character for Ren and maybe even Christy's acting at the time. Maybe. Those sorts of situations were just so out of character- yeah, so that like every time it had to be played up, it was just so painful. Yeah, because I because well, I think it's like Ren doesn't know what the heck she's doing in universe either. Yeah. She's just a like super a mess.
1: <laughs> well, she's even said that like oh I all the stuff with like the kissing scenes where I was so awkward and like yep. she said that too on her show. But yeah, even Steven is so goofy that it's like when it tries to be sappy, it comes off as even more sappy in like a goofy way you know yeah which is why I think it's important to have lines like the Salisbury steak or like the nice belt it's kind of like winking at the audience like this is still goofy
0: yeah oh yeah of course well no yeah I mean that's why I laugh at this
1: I know totally that's
0: why I think it's so funny it's because it is this like super played up just ridiculous thing yeah so that's what Ren decides on and that's she's happy she loves it even though it's literally the most straightforward thing ever (laughs) she's just like yeah this is it. It cuts to Lewis downstairs still filming and there's that music.
1: Yeah. <laughs> hi, cowboy. <laughs> Howdy.
3: Cut. Like
1: the, the horse clip clopping in the back. Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh hi. Howdy. Cut <laughs> like already. He's like It's like what what do we do? You said hi. An alien would never say hi. Let's do it again. <laughs> and then Ren comes downstairs she's all happy you know she just discovered the perfect thing to say to Bobby she opens the fridge and sees this nasty bucket really of slime is there like hair on the edge of the thing?
1: black hair in it or something? We, we never find out what this is used for, what I know. the purpose of the slime is.
0: Oh, yeah, there's like hair all around it. That is so gross. <laughs> I know. I love it. So then she just interrupts the shoot.
3: So this is Texas.
0: Yep. Yeah. I mean, uh, right, it right, uh, jolly well is, eh? You know, what is this disgusting
3: slime doing in the refrigerator? Cut! That's not slime. It's radioactive plasma. Uh, Tom!
0: i'm just like i can't it's radioactive plasma all right
1: yeah be in universe be in character ren
0: <laughs> i love the way again with the um dysfunctional like you know they're in the middle of shooting and then suddenly ren's just in the
1: frame in just normal clothes
0: she's just in the frame holding <laughs> up a bucket and also before that too twitty had messed up so it was the so this is texas yep i mean right right it jolly well is it. Eh, yeah. you know <laughs> And that ends up being the only clip Lewis has to work with. Yeah. From them.
1: So he, he keeps it in.
0: <laughs> he keeps it
1: in. Man, I would love to see the final finished product.
0: You know, I edited my own. Did you really? Is yeah. it You posted? Yeah, it's on Vimeo. Oh, cool. <laughs> it's linked to my review. I took everything that we have, like every single clip we have. That they show us of them filming and like tried to thread it together.
1: (laughs) Did you keep in the the bloopers and stuff?
0: Yeah, at the end. Nice. So then everything starts to just really go down in flames. You know, Lewis is getting worked up and then he goes over to Twitty and then he's like, Lewis, can we just shoot this thing here? I mean, I'm ready for my close up, okay?
3: What's that in your mouth, huh?
0: Oh, you mean this? This here? Yeah. Oh, I just thought, you know, my character would be more mysterious with the gold tooth.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Tom, rip it out of space!
0: Yavor! Give me that tooth. Again, he, you can see Lewis; He's so worked up. He's like, he's like doing the like shaky thing where he's just like, oh yeah. my God, I can't contain my Over-stimulated. body. And
1: like I can understand like Twitty, the things Twitty is doing are so ridiculous. Like I would be frustrated <laughs> with him too. Like you can't just put in a gold tooth halfway through the the movie. <laughs> Continuity. Hello. We filmed, filmed uh, scene 27 first and that's not going to have it in there.
0: He just goes up to him. He's like. What's that in your mouth, huh? <laughs> like he's all, <laughs> all squirrely and
1: stuff. All squirrely
0: And he's just like, oh, this. <laughs> yeah, I just thought my character would be more mysterious with the gold tooth. <laughs> Tom, rip it out, rip of, his it face. out of his face. <laughs> <laughs> and then Tom, yamol, give me that tooth. <laughs> he just like whips out a freaking wrench or whatever.
1: He's got pliers in his hands.
0: Pliers, already. yeah. <laughs> I love the way like that's all like dysfunctional. Ren's just standing there and looks at the pliers and then looks at Tom. <laughs> And the captions on Disney Plus say, give me Zat Tooth Z-A-T.
1: Give me Zat Tooth. Yep.
0: Yeah. Uh, Lewis <laughs> just starts screaming. People, this is not a democracy. <laughs> this, is a this is a movie.
3: This is a movie. It's my movie, which I will not let you mess up. Now go outside and I'll meet you out there, okay? Lewis, will you just chill out? You're gonna get another nosebleed. Don't give her up, my son! Tom keep bar off my set
0: <laughs> which honestly you can't even understand what he's saying if you didn't watch this episode well, oh, more one than of, once. yeah
1: that's one of the YouTube comments right there said what did Lewis just say at, at the timestamp
0: mm-hmm oh my god so then it just cuts to outside oh my god this is some of the funniest stuff no it really is so I was like in my review I said like so it cuts outside to a saloon scene except <laughs> Lewis doesn't have saloon money <laughs> because it's hilarious.
1: just the doorway It's, it's just the doorway He's resourceful I know. Which another thing Twitty does not understand is that Like ruining the scene to ask the question where the rest of the saloon is
3: <laughs> Where's me alien lady friend? What is this man? I mean where's the rest of the saloon? Cut Twitty it's a close up no one's gonna see the saloon Now let's just try it again Give me a little more more what? Just more. Oh, Lewis wants a little more. Oh, okay.
1: I like that. That's a line in the script. Is where's is my lady alien lady friend? That's like <laughs> just like he loses her at one point in the story, <laughs> and he has to find her.
0: That's. Louis Stevens, brilliant writing. Yeah. This is what I said. I said Lewis, not a great director because again where he's like, Okay, just give me more. Uh more what? Just more
1: Yeah. I think his future is in set design, maybe not Necessarily directing.
0: No, and I why, like, like, when Twitty walks away, and she's like, "Oh, lewis wants some more." Okay, <laughs> i <I'm> just
1: like, <laughs> the vaguest instructions.
0: And so yeah, so just give him more. Doesn't tell him what he wants more of, but just more. She's up to Twitty to find you know yeah. realize what that means. First of all, tawny shows up, and she has tissues in, in the thing. Why? Uh, I don't
1: know. Do
0: we know why?
1: Maybe she was putting on makeup. She don't want it to get it on her on her hat. Her that's what i thought
0: hand. or like she was like eating and didn't want to get it anywhere uh, else or maybe. something like, i don't know yeah. but i just i just laugh at that too it's so dysfunctional she just comes up and it's just tissues <laughs>
1: just everything that could go wrong is going wrong. <laughs>
0: they're getting ready to shoot and then action And then as soon as he says action
3: okay ready action Cut. what is that what is the noise who mows
1: their lawn on Wednesday? Does anyone want me to make this movie? Ah!
0: The lawnmower just revs up right after he says action. What is that? What is the noise? Who mows their what? lawn on Wednesday? <laughs> what is the
1: noise? I love yep. that. Yep. Do the freak out right here. <laughs> Who
0: mows their lawn on Wednesday? Does anyone want me to make this movie? <laughs>
1: Yeah, he's so good right here. Oh my gosh, I love it. It's so good. And then the sprinklers turn on, and they just
0: screams Tom at the top of his lungs. Does the world hate me? Yeah, I think he, I think he says, "Is the world against me?" Is the world against me? So Lewis is in full on crazy Lewis meltdown mode. So then it cuts to lunch the next day with Ruby and Ren. And I think it's interesting if you look at Ruby right as the shot's about to be done, like she's waiting to turn. Uh. Like she's standing at the lunch line, just waiting for the cue to turn and walk towards Red. Yeah, that's funny. Like, because they do like a weird, like, you know, one of those zoom out thingies that they do. Yeah you know ren gave ruby the note that she wrote for bobby i guess or like the idea that she had written out yeah. and you know ruby's like oh my god ren that note you wrote for bobby Deaver, i'm dying
1: i'm dying
0: yeah and so ren she's like oh yeah that was just it was nothing you know i'd be if you ever read that i'd be so embarrassed and then ruby's just like well i already gave it to him <laughs>
1: also like why was she like that's a big deal to just give it you gotta make sure someone says give this to Bobby oh I know like what the heck what was she thinking
0: yep that's what I said I said okay seriously Ruby like Ren trusted you with this thing and your very first thought is
1: okay I'm gonna put this in Bobby Deva's book yeah wingman much I mean she's like <laughs> that's her thing is like she's very knowledgeable about like you know strategies with like love and like relationships but then she like does that. it's like really? <laughs>
0: We already had Ivan thinking for whatever God knows why reason uh, that Ren was talking about him. And now Ren had a freak out when, you know, Ruby said that she gave the letter to Bobby and flung her mashed potatoes or something at Ivan. And then he's starting to think that this is some playful food fight.
1: I'm going to be real flirty now. Right? And he kind of just like tosses his stuff back at her. That's great
0: though. Ivan just tosses back some peas. (laughs) And she's like, what? Ruby thinking that, you know, he won't see it because no one reads ahead. And I put it right when we get to the outbreak of the Civil War. (laughs) Nobody reads ahead. Yeah, she's like, "Uh, I read ahead. So we got to get that note back. Um, But like not only that, like he could see it sticking out of the book and just just say like, what's this? You know,
1: that's what Ivan does. She sees it.
0: Yeah, so we want to wrap it up. So basically, long story short, obviously this was a whole miscommunication plot here. Eventually, uh, Ivan and Bobby bumped uh, into each other in the hallway and dropped their books, and then Ivan got Bobby's book and vice versa. So Ivan got the note, and then again, I'm like, why didn't he think right away when he picked up the book that, oops, maybe this isn't my book? And then also wouldn't Ren have written Bobby's name somewhere on yeah, that note?
1: oh, that's true. Maybe he's like, oh, she doesn't know my... She thought my name was Alvin, so maybe now she thinks it's Bobby. <laughs> 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 you know, just easy like that. Easy easy explanation.
0: <laughs> Two completely different names, and he knows he bumped into Bobby Deaver. Yeah, it's, yeah. True. Yeah,
1: it's just kind of a plot hole, cut kind up of a couple plot holes in there. I like the idea of the subplot, but I don't... I think there's just a lot of problems throughout it also and then so then ivan doesn't he thinks it's like too fast right yep he's into it though like wouldn't i i mean you know what i mean <laughs> yeah <laughs> Wouldn't should be like dang like ren stevens likes me yeah But then he's he like turns her down though
0: because he gets a big head about it i guess weird i love eric Jugman's acting. yeah he's though.
1: really good actually yeah he's one of my favorite kind of like c characters you know yeah yeah
0: it yeah, it's so good. So eventually, Ren tries to get the note back from Bobby's bag in the middle of class, uh, and they have the same teacher, Todd. And uh, this time, he has them stretching for knowledge, stretching for focus, stretching for concentration. <laughs> Ren just starts like crawling on the ground, trying to get to Bobby's backpack, and then he, you know, he calls her out. and He's like, "What are you doing on the floor? Like, you look like a psycho." And she's just like, "Well." While everyone was uh, stretching for knowledge, I was squatting for truth. Oh,
1: I like that.
0: And then uh, the way, the teacher just takes it. I love it. Why don't we all squat for truth? <sighs> <laughs> I like this. So basically, she doesn't get the note back, and clearly it's not in his book, because it's in Ivan's book. Ivan confronts her, comes up to her, and he's just like,
2: I have to talk to you.
3: Ren, it has to end. What? What does.? You know what I'm talking about. The looks in the hall, the fling of fashion potatoes, love notes. Oh. Ren, it's getting a little bit too intense. It, Ren, I'm an old fashioned kind of guy, I believe, in courtship and, and romance. Uh, Ivan, I. Please, Ren, just don't speak.
0: She, and I love the way she doesn't even really say anything. She yeah, just, she's
1: like, okay, yeah. She
0: just lets him believe what he wants yeah. to believe. Shh,
1: don't speak, don't speak.
0: Yeah, he says, like, don't speak. And he's like, I'm going to walk away now. Try not to watch me.
1: <laughs> and then he runs into a locker. It's cute, Do though. You, did you notice Todd's quote of the day in the Ren scene? Was it B? B.
0: Yep. <laughs> just
1: B-E, the the word B, period, Yeah. quotes.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: funny.
0: Yeah, so that's basically, that's the end of Ren's plot, right?
1: Yep, that's it.
0: So then it cuts back to Lewis's backyard and he's like, okay, so this is the touching like, finale scene where the alien has to leave on her spaceship in the middle of a winter blizzard, a harsh winter blizzard. And then, all right, uh, Tom, you got the snowflakes? Ta-da!
1: Is so proud. He like did that thing where like, You fold a piece of paper and cut little nooks in it, and then you open it up. Yep. (laughs) Oh my gosh, it's so funny. Tom, you chowderhead. I asked for
3: snowflakes, not doilies.
1: Not doilies. (laughs) <laughs> oh, it's so funny
3: well sorry but you said snowflakes and this is the way that Miss Wimmer taught us to make snowflakes in the first grade oh yeah you guys remember Wimmer she also taught us how to make those little paper chains with the hookies make guys!
1: Louis <laughs> is just so over everything that's happening yeah. it's so amazing
0: yeah you see this face don't
1: ever make, make me make, make this, this face, face again, again.
0: alright and forget about the blizzard now it's a blazing desert windstorm In the middle of fall. Yeah,
2: Yeah, that'll that'll work.
0: work. (laughs) And then he starts filming, and there's no blazing desert windstorm. And so I'm just like, is he going to edit this in in post, or? It's
1: just all in his head for the vibe. (laughs) It's just nothing. (laughs) It's nothing. Like, what did Tom think was going to happen with those doilies? Just dangle them in front of the camera? (laughs)
0: He just drops it once. It's just one line yeah. of snowflakes.
1: Oh, it, oh, it must be. Oh, it's snowing.
0: So yeah, so yeah, you go up in your spaceship and you try to stop her from going or whatever. Uh, where's my spaceship? Right above your head. And then again, boop,
1: do, boop, <laughs> it's like this cardboard box. Yes, <laughs> covered in tin foil. <laughs> it's like a tiny box. Everything tin foil.
0: Yeah, she's just like, um, how am I supposed to get up there? And Tom's just like, that's why you're wearing a harness. And it's a freaking luggage bungee cord.
1: That's it. It's like, it probably has like a 10 pound weight limit on it.
0: Lewis, is this safe? Is it safe? Uh, Does he do the stutter thing again? Wait. Of
1: of course it's safe. He says, of course it's safe, right? Yeah, he kind of does it. Yeah.
3: Is this safe? Of of course it's safe. I had Tom Tessen on a sack of potatoes. Yeah, 20 pounder. A sack of potatoes? Lewis, can you stop questioning everything I do? This is the most important scene in my movie, and actually,
1: I- and I know I just like when Tom says, "Yeah, twenty pounder,
0: a twenty pounder," because <laughs> <20 laughs> obviously, Tawny weighs more than twenty yeah. pounds. So, uh, what good does that do?
1: Yeah, just no frame of reference of how much women
0: weigh. <laughs> yeah, I know, yeah, twenty pounder, and also it's like they show the the potatoes; they're all smashed and broken. And yeah, so it doesn't even hold twenty pounds. So then they start saying their goodbyes. They need me back on planet Zortan. <laughs> Goodbye, Xenobia. You've taught me so much, but yet, yet so, so little. little. <laughs> Goodbye, Goodbye, my, my love.
1: love. Farewell to my love. <laughs> just oh, that's what's in the script. Just him saying that over and over again.
0: So Tawny falls. It's very dramatic. She screams, and uh, Lewis is just like, cut. <laughs> I was like, Louis, you don't even, he doesn't care. Yeah. But it is great, though, the way he's like, are you guys, o- like, Tom's like, oh my god, are you guys okay? I love the way he's like, yeah, but my leg kind of hurts. <laughs>
1: A little bit. All right, good, so you can go again.
0: And he's like, he's like oh yeah, so uh, you're okay, though. I mean, basically. <laughs> great, so we'll take five and we'll go
3: again. I'm not going back up there. Why, Tom will to be more careful this time, right? Lewis, that's it. You don't even care what happens to us. Look, I'm not doing this stupid movie anymore. I quit.
0: Yeah, me too, partner. Go find yourself some other
3: English cowboy to boss around. Tom, my man, huh? Here it is, your time to shine. You're only nice to me when you want something. Yeah, so. Hey, I'll even let you do those uh, accents. Okay. Here's one. If you don't mind, I'm gonna make like a Tom and a Cruz.
1: This part, I see why they—it was like you know—did it in for them. Yeah. For Tanya and Twitty. And obviously, Tom. Yeah, I mean, she just fell. And that would have been enough for me to be like, nope.
0: Yeah, she just fell like a good like how many feet would you Probably say? Probably like is? ten, like, like eight feet or something. At least, yeah. Yeah, and she fell like right on top of Twitty. I could have got hurt. Yeah. He just has like no feeling for this. He's just like, this is movie making. Like, just go again. You know, there's like no. And uh, so they quit, and then Twitty quits, and his accent suddenly switches to, like, Australian. Yeah. When he's like, he's like, go find yourself another English cowboy to boss around.
1: Well, yeah, I think that's, like, the funny part is his accent is so bad the whole time. It's like, he's, he's so committed to this English accent, but doesn't know how to do one.
0: It's always a little conflicting for me because this is where, you know, suddenly Lewis just... Go straight to Tom, and it's just like, hey, Tom, this is your time to shine. And he's like, yeah, you're only nice to me when you want something. Yeah, so.
1: <laughs> Story of Tom's life, like, the whole series.
0: I know, but I just feel so bad. Like, the way Lewis is just literally like, yeah, so. I'm like, you don't see the problem here? God.
1: <laughs> so fun,
4: yeah.
0: Yeah, and so then he's just like, yeah, you, you can do your accents, and then he just does one that's not even anything. He's like, if you don't mind, I'm going to make, like, a Tom. And, and cruise. cruise. Lewis is left in the dust to do the whole movie is on, you know, by himself and he says, and again, this is him trying to find his thing because he flat out says it and, and, we, and you know, we forgot to mention that too um, earlier in his
1: room. Oh yeah, it's true.
3: I think I may have found my thing. Your thing? Yeah, everybody's got their thing. Twitty has his music, you have your poetry, Tom's got his parents. He thinks this movie is his thing now and so he's like, it's,
0: it's okay, I can finish this by myself. It's my thing. You know what I mean? Like, he says it to himself. Yeah. And then the sprinklers turn back on, and you can see Shia genuinely laughing.
1: Yeah, I know. He breaks, he breaks, a, like, a, like, a pretty big break, actually. Yep. And he kind of, like, tries to hide behind his shirt. Yep. Yeah. I love it. It makes me wonder if they, if they just didn't tell him they were going to turn it on.
0: Yeah, I know. <laughs> Yeah, so then cuts to later that night, I think, and Lewis is now dressed up like Zenobia, which is kind of funny because I always said that Shia and Margot actually look more like brother and sister than. Ren and Lewis. Ren and Lewis do. So, like, he honestly doesn't look that. It's (laughs) kind of passable, honestly. (laughs)
1: It's really weird. Their kids would just look like an exact clone of each of them.
0: <laughs> they do look very similar. And so, yeah, so he's all dressed up like Zenobia, and Ren's kind of giving him a hard time about it. Like, sorry, little three-eyed girl, but uh, do you know where my brother is? And then, you know, Ren, yeah, I'd laugh, except my alien Brazier is killing me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> my alien brassiere? He doesn't even need to wear a bra, but he's wearing it anyway. <laughs> he's so committed.
3: <laughs> Where's your cast? They all quit on me amateurs hey they're your best friends no not anymore i mean it doesn't matter anyways i could shoot this whole romantic farewell scene by myself so you're just gonna kiss yourself goodbye yeah basically i mean if i if i shoot at the right angle and disguise my face and my voice i mean nobody will be able to tell it to me it's called movie magic no 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 that is called
0: creepy behavior it's called movie magic
1: (laughs) i like this scene between Ren and like ren's kind of like snickering at him and stuff
0: Mm mm-hmm but I love that. She's like, no, no, no. That is called creepy behavior. Yeah.
1: That's it. I'm going to have to turn the sprinklers on you again.
0: I already said, like, <laughs> wait, that was her. So then it cuts to the movie premiere uh, that takes place at the Real Life Vista Theater.
1: Yep. In uh, Los Feliz. Yeah. Which
0: is a place I've wanted to visit for a mm-hmm. while now I love when they actually go on location for things at like real places and my like, wife
1: and I were trying to f- photograph our wedding announcements at the Vista theater I
0: love one's it, so cool
1: yeah because we wanted to have it our names on the marquee and like do mm-hmm. but it costed like way too much money and we ended up not doing it but
0: and so Lewis is just, like, standing there super nervous before the premiere of the film. And he's just saying things to everybody. Hi, yeah, Lewis Stevens, director of Three Eyes Wide Shut. Yada, 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 let's just talk about something. I'm like, obviously, Seinfeld. I, yeah, I love this stuff. But I like the use of the yada, 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 and then, like, the Kramer in his room. and
1: Yeah, of course, yeah. You
0: know, keeping that within the thing, like, thinking that Lewis is a Seinfeld fan. Quoting, He's just <laughs>
1: quoting Seinfeld, yeah.
0: And he's in this, like... Shirt that's supposed to be like a directory kind of yeah. looking shirt to him or something because we never see him in a shirt like this ever yeah, again. True.
1: It's like a Spielberg shirt kind of thing,
0: like a swishy kind of shirt. At the end of it, basically, you know, Twitty, Tawny, and Tom still showed up for support, which Lewis is surprised to see them. But then Twitty's like, Oh, yeah, you're surprised you left us 17 <laughs> messages.
1: My mom says you're not allowed to call anymore.
0: And, you know, so Lewis is like, yeah, I realized I was kind of being a jerk. I I, I love Tom. Lewis, I'm willing to put the snowflake incident behind us.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's what he's holding on to.
0: I love Tawny's outfit, too. She's in, like, these red plaid pants, which I've always wanted a pair of red plaid pants. And then her shirt, she has, like, a green shirt with two eyes on it.
1: Oh, yeah, you're right.
0: Which I always thought was a nod to Zenobia.
1: That's cool, yeah.
0: Uh, He's like, yeah, okay, guys, uh, enjoy the movie. (laughs) I love the way he's acting. Like, it's, like, just a real legit premiere, right? He's like, enjoy the movie, guys. Enjoy the movie. (laughs) So, so Tawny's like, hey, Lewis, you going to go inside? He's like, no, nah, no, nah, I'm going to hang around a little bit, you know. And the, the announcer, and now our final film, Three Eyes Wide Shut, directed by Lewis Stevens. <laughs> like, what's the pause? He had to check. It cuts to the amazing footage inside yes. the theater. Dun, 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 dun.
1: <laughs> the lion
0: and so lewis is the mgm lion basically roaring into this just in this little circle with the painted face and everything is just amazing and uh the opening credits lewis a stevens presents a lewis stevens production of a lou stevens <laughs> film in comic sans
1: yeah it is comic <laughs> on top of
0: everything else I'm like, this needs to be the new when you do all the work on the group project meme. Yeah. Like, you
1: know. Totally. (laughs) Just change your name slightly every time you put it.
0: It's like trying to make it seem like it's three different people. Yeah. Lewis A. Stevens presents a Lewis Stevens production of a Lou Stevens film.
1: What are the chances?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's like Deming, Deming and Deming. No, they're not not related.
1: related. (laughs) And the audience was into it. I mean, they were kind of like laughing at it even before the ending and stuff like yeah. just the first parts like they were laughing because it was shoddy yeah very low budget cheap but
0: lewis wasn't under the impression that that's what it was he thought he was making like i know a legit movie
1: the people people remember just how it's executed rather than the message behind it which is like in hindsight you can appreciate both but in the moment it's more fun to laugh at it
0: like i was watching the nostalgia critic uh-huh. on youtube and, and, and he's like, would but would I want to try to tell Tommy Wiseau how to do the room? He was like, yeah. no, because that would tamper with this vision that no one else has.
1: Yes. I mean, that's the thing. Is like, at some point, you just got to look at it and be like, it's not going to be perfect. You might as well. <laughs> Just let him execute it how he's going to execute it. And then whatever is is the end result, you just have to look at it and appreciate it for what it is. And that's what people end up doing.
0: Because he goes, he goes, because it's it's not a good movie, but we now have this thing that brings joy to so many
1: people. Yeah. You try to fix it and it can be like, what happens if you try to fix it and it's bad, but it's just not laughably bad anymore. Then it's like, no one's going to watch that. There's something to be said about letting someone execute their vision for better or worse. Mm -hmm. And like, whatever happens, happens. And then Lewis decides to come in and kind of, like, see people's reactions, and I love the one woman in the back who's like, hey, that's the same guy. Just telling us everything we already know. Hey, he's kissing himself. Yeah.
0: He's not kissing anybody. He's kissing himself. This movie's weird.
1: Like, Joe Pesci meets Roseanne Barr or (laughs) something. Like who who is his voice?
0: So everyone's laughing and Lewis is embarrassed. And then, so at the end of the movie, he's like hiding, quote unquote, in plain sight in between these two like Kung Fu cardboard cutout. They walk out and Twitty and Tom are like, oh, Lewis, we can kind of see you Kind of see you there. And it's just so obvious. And it's so funny. I'm just going to say it now. Those cardboard cutouts I think I, I mentioned this before Maybe But this is The episode um, The cardboard cutout Was reused On that Sir so Raven uh, At their local movie theater
1: No way really Yeah That's awesome
0: and, and the movie was called Vampire Ninjas from Outer Space Or something And it's just the same guy And I was like Okay Brookwell McNamara Recycling things From your Production
1: Place or something Oh look We found these From Even Stevens
0: Oh it's Ninja Vampires from Outer Space Not vampire ninjas, excuse me.
1: Okay, so they're not ninjas who are vampires, they're vampires who are ninjas.
0: No, they're not vampires who are ninjas, they're ninjas who are vampires.
1: No, no, because they're vampires, but they're ninja vampires, so they're vampires who are ninjas.
0: We're not doing this. So...
1: (laughs) You you can't get any content better than this, folks.
0: (laughs) We got it. Um... But, yeah, I really wish there was a full version of the movie. Yeah. like I remember being a kid and being really excited to see the finished product. Yeah, me too. And then having it just be like a few of the clips we yeah, already saw we already earlier saw, in yeah. the movie and then just like a few really quick shots of like Lewis playing the two characters. I was always like a little upset. and then he just walks out and and it's over. And I'm like, oh no. like I, I like I thought it was like gonna lead up to us seeing a big finished product.
1: That's a good question to ask somebody if there was. Mm. Somewhere like a full, like ten minute clip or a video of this movie or whatever. <laughs> Probably not, but still, I, it'd be it'd worth be, asking that. I think even like a minute. If they actually maybe for fun spliced together what this movie would look like. Maybe a rough, mm-hmm. a rough edit at least.
0: Lewis is like, my movie reeked, and they're like, yeah, well, everyone was into it. Um, and then they started to see that you were play trying to play dress. all the parts.
1: <laughs> I love how Tony says that too. Play all the parts. Play all the parts.
0: <laughs> yeah, and then like, yeah, you should never wear a dress. And then, well, at least not that color. And, uh, what was that? net yeah, yeah, progressive.
1: <laughs> at least not that color. Yeah. Like, what does the color green have to do with him not wearing it? Green isn't his color. At least in dress form.
0: It's what he's trying to make him feel better about it. And he's like, well, I mean, hey, you got into the festival, though, right? And they only took the top ten entries. Everyone got accepted. There was only nine entries. <laughs> and I love it. One of the trivia you submitted for the movie is yeah. one of nine films accepted to the Sacramento Young People's Film Festival. <laughs> oh, yeah, we're, we're talking about on IMDb, guys. Yeah. So if y'all want to submit any sort of trivia. Yeah, if
1: you guys have any trivia fun facts, then um, yeah, be, feel free. <laughs>
0: Yeah, this, this movie page on there needs to just be an amazing inside joke between all of us.
1: Yes. Even Steven's Fancy Night.
0: Treating this as if it's an actual thing. It is. Oh, I love it. Hey, it exists in some other universe. Fictional exactly. universes are universes. Yeah. Three Eyes Wide chat exists. Yeah. They hear a honk, and then Tom's like, oh, that's my mom. She doesn't like to honk more than once, so... <laughs>
1: killer he's so killer in this episode
0: just everything he does is so good everything Tawny comes emerging out of the theater suddenly and he's like oh you're still here I thought you left somewhere in the middle or something and I'm just like I'm just laughing because I'm like how long is this movie like she's gonna leave somewhere in the middle like is there an actual beginning middle and end to this thing (laughs) that's so rude like you really think Tawny would just leave in the middle
1: yeah I've had enough of this this is ridiculous
0: (laughs) But of course, Tawny is like, No, Lewis, I was just thinking about the movie. It had a great message. <laughs> and suddenly we have like Lewis and Tawny vibing right here, the only two people who get each other, you know? She's like, It's about feeling like an outsider and wanting to be accepted by your peers. And he's like, Yeah, you got that. You know, the hands are the, the armpits thing. <laughs> yeah. It's like, Wow, you got that. Yeah, she's like, Totally. And when that third eye cried,
1: I, I cried. cried. <laughs> This episode is so killer.
0: Yeah, Lewis and Tawny, man. Tawny asks to watch the movie again. Oh yeah, because before that, you know, Twitty says, "Hey, but I mean, I had good sideburns in the movie." And then Lewis is like, "That wasn't really the point of my movie. I don't think anybody got what I was trying to say." And then Tawny suddenly is just like, "Hey, Lewis, I totally got the movie." And I'm like, "Well, there you go. The message of his movie is supposed to be the plot of Lewis Stevens."
1: No, I know that's that's what makes it so good. Like he was trying to reflect his own insecurities in this character on the screen
0: Mm -hmm. even though they they don't get that at all from what we what
1: we see of them yeah i know but like that's like the overall point i guess you know yeah but it's interesting
0: but anyway but i really like the way that like shows their bond and how yeah again how well she understands him oh yeah but he has that ending line did my thighs look weird in that dress or whatever how did my top how my thighs look in that dress they looked muscular muscular (laughs) Cut, end of episode. Um, and then Tawny, with that weird voice, with her saying, I liked it even better the second yeah, time. Yeah,
1: I know, it was like, strangely like, sensual in some way. Maybe. Yes! It was like, really weird. It was like, that was a little uncomfortable. I liked it even better the second time.
0: I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah. And, um... And then he's like, yeah, wait till you see the uh, outtakes. Yeah, I think half of these are them saying, act like you're doing a blooper right now. At
1: least all of the Tom ones are, I think. Like, those ones I feel like are all just Fred Myers just doing accents for the sake of it being on a blooper reel.
0: No, I feel like all the ones of them laughing seem forced.
1: No way, because Tawny, yeah. uh, Margo has a couple of like, good ones. Like, ones where she doesn't ever do that in character. And then, like, the eye falls off. Like, I don't know. The
0: eye falls off is definitely a plant. I think, no. Yes. you think so? I think all of these are. Just
1: are acting is so good. It's convincing.
0: Yeah, like, when Twitty's like, my bad, my bad. Like, like it's it all looks. That part, yeah. It just looks fake. Like, it looks like he's, like, purposely, like, like, they're acting like these are bloopers. And then also, like, I can see pretty good with this thing. Like, that's yeah. not real. I don't know.
1: I'd have to watch it again and, like, pick through it, I guess.
0: I don't know. I kind of, it'd be, it would have been, I feel like Even Stevens would have been a really cool show to do what Lizzie McGuire did with a little bit of bloopers at the end of every episode.
1: Yeah. That would have been cool. Yeah. Man. Especially with like Shia, like the only other episode we get uh, bloopers in is Influenza, I think. Mm,
0: And he did like three different takes saying three entirely different lines. Yeah. So again, that makes me wonder. I'm like, all right. So was he literally just coming up with those? That's what I'm
1: saying. Like, I think you'd have some pretty cool material with, with Shia that was on the cutting room floor, I think.
0: Or were those like alternate lines that they had written and they just he was testing all of them out?
1: yeah. That could be it, too.
0: Either way, like, yeah, I think bloopers like that would be fascinating to see, like, we know these episodes so well, to just see, like, what a different take, how
1: it would change. He, yeah, like a deleted scene type of thing, because everyone says it was so much fun. Like, you're not having fun if you, every once in a while, don't just kind of, you know, do, like, a silly take. Yeah. By the way, Tom, in this blooper reel thing, he says his name wrong. He says Tom Grablowski.
0: Yeah, I know. Yeah, that's really weird. Weird. But also weird on Disney Plus, and then also a while ago when I watched this episode on TV at one point on like freeform or something, they cut out Tom's accent impression of him doing the taco burrito. They cut that whole thing out, really? and I'm assuming it must be insensitive now or something.
1: Oh, come on, really? That's what I'm oh, assuming. Oh, gosh.
0: I mean, why else would you have to remove that?
1: Yeah, I know. I'm sure that's why, but that's ridiculous. But
0: they keep, my name is Serg. I am from Sweden.
1: That's what I'm saying. Like, it's only insensitive towards certain, like, cultures. But, like, other ones, it's okay to, like, poke fun. It's just, like, then you... That's a slippery slope if you're going to play it like that. Yeah. but...
0: Mm -hmm. And, I
1: mean, that's not the only time... I mean, Disney's notorious for censoring things.
0: And they didn't try to make it flow at all because you know there's music playing in the background yeah yeah i was thinking maybe they'd like remove the music and then put it back and so that like the music would stay and you wouldn't be able to tell but nope they just cut it out and the music jump cuts and everything
1: so they don't actually care about what the end product look like looks like as long as like oh man that's just frustrating
0: so before we just get to our little end segments also uh, in addition to having three eyes wide shut up on IMDb as an actual title that you can rate and review. I also photoshopped together a reproduction of the Three Eyes Wide Shut theatrical poster that Lewis has on his bedroom wall now for a good chunk of the rest of the series, which is just... it's super fun. I love it. I bought one of the posters for myself. I have it on my wall. Yeah, so you guys should definitely check that out on Redbubble. It's fun. Yeah. so. MVP.
1: I mean, obviously Lewis, but then I also said Tom because like he's pretty much perfect in everything he's ever in. So
0: yeah, I would probably say Tom as well. I have a difficult time picking MVP sometimes. I just pick whatever person I kind of like in that episode. Yeah. Oh no, I kind of like Ivan. Ivan's gay. Yeah, Ivan and maybe Twitty.
1: We always talk about how the show. It relied on Lewis for the comedy mm-hmm. like pretty much a lot of the first season the comedy is very much spread out like everyone kind of gets a turn at being funny mm-hmm. even like Tawny like has some couple good moments and and like we were talking about Ren with the Salisbury steak and obviously like Ruby is like this is her first episode and Ivan and like that's what makes this episode I think so great is that the comedy is everyone everyone's pitching in and the dynamics are like really at play mm-hmm. just everyone's feeding off of each other and the chaos is coming together really well Mm -hmm. this is a really good episode
0: and I was also thinking our MVP section should have some sort of music too I think I'm going to use that that cheap iMovie sound effect the metal ceremony one so I think I might be using that trying to find a way to include that okay nice (laughs) because I wanted to use the music from I play because I can yeah I wanted to use that.
1: Yeah, there's a couple. I'm trying to think of another even Stevens moment.
0: All right, so it's time for some trivia.
3: Is it true? Did you know? For your information. Is it true that... What does that mean? What you got?
1: So I looked up some stuff about the actor who played Todd. I think his name mm-hmm. is pronounced Zaid Farid. He's in one of my favorite movies of all time and I didn't even realize it was the same guy. Uh the movie's Role Models with Paul Red back in like 2006 maybe. Yeah, he plays this tow truck driver who I actually quote all the time because he says something like, not my problem. And like, I use that quote all the time. (laughs) And I didn't realize it was the same guy, which is kind of funny. And then I also looked up who was a production designer uh, on this episode. And it turns out her name is Kristen Andrews. She's the production designer on all 21 episodes of the first season. And that's it. Wow. Which is interesting because like, there's definitely talk about the stylistic change between one and two mm-hmm. it's just interesting because of that yeah. really distinct stylistic change I think it's kind of cool
0: that is yeah so for me mainly once again pop culture so we have Eyes Wide Shut yeah <laughs> which I also love Lewis just decides to put a three in front of that and he's in the clear yeah yeah I just totally take another movie's <laughs> title but uh, I put in Seinfeld from the Yada Yada yeah, there you go. Uh, The Wolfman MGM Lion, and just MGM uh, Tom Cruise. Oh, there you go. Apparently, um, as well as Sunset Boulevard, when uh, Twitty says, I'm ready for my close-up. Oh, yeah, that's true. Then there's probably other stuff. Speaking in future terms, Cowboys and Aliens, uh, but yeah. this was <laughs> ahead of the times.
1: Definitely.
0: Oh, well, yeah, actually, one thing of trivia I do have is um, when Ruby does the whole speech about the girl biting the pens... That whole segment was actually Lauren's audition excerpt.
1: Oh, cool. That's a good one.
0: Yeah, on Instagram. Uh, I wish her happy birthday, and I just put that clip on our story, and then she shared it to hers and said, fun fact, this was my audition scene.
1: Ah, that's super cool.
0: Yeah, I was like, oh, that is a fun fact.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's really cool.
0: It's interesting, too, how that was her very first episode, so they had that ready to go.
1: And that's really just like a a piece of dialogue that just personifies ruby as a character just Mm -hmm. you know fast talking kind of gossipy jargon good stuff
0: yep so it is time for tweets really strange i almost could not find anything
1: no way This is like an iconic episode.
0: I know. That's why I said, okay, is it iconic to me or...
1: (laughs) But I mean, like, I feel like it's notable. Oh, yeah, definitely. You got, like, really distinct costumes and set pieces.
0: So, this first one is from S. Cassie. It's kind of an amalgamation, but not really. But it's just, once again, people putting beans where he isn't there. Uh,
1: (laughs) Putting beans where he isn't.
0: So, they said... When they're mowing the lawn in your complex, and the only thing you can think of is the Even Stevens episode, quote, Beans, who mows the lawn on a Wednesday?
1: Where did, that, where did Beans come from in there?
0: <laughs> exactly. Where does he ever come from? Where does he come from in the show, period? No one knows. He
1: just He's like the guy from Terminator.
0: He goes liquid. And he pops up everywhere.
1: Trying to think of what, why they put Beans there?
0: I think there's no rhyme or reason.
1: Okay, well... Then I won't overthink it.
0: Then there was another tweet. Someone had just said, Princess Zenobia, LOL. And then someone responded to it and said, Even Stevens, question mark, question mark.
1: Good on them for recognizing that.
0: These are the tweets we have to work with. There's literally nothing. Pretty good. And then that children's television channel wrote about it twice. Lewis becomes a film director next this afternoon. But being the boss isn't as easy as it sounds. And even Stevens. And then their other tweet about it. Says, Lewis decides to become a movie director next on CITV or whatever with the channel, but he isn't very good at pleasing his friends. Even Stevens is up after the break.
1: He's not good at it.
0: Thomas Fuller says, 99% of my interest in filmmaking comes from that episode of Even Stevens where Lewis makes a movie.
1: Oh, that's really cool.
0: Obviously, I think he's exaggerating uh, for Twitter, but, you know, it's still kind of funny.
1: Hey, man, you never know. My... Passion in cinema was kind of, like, urged on by the Phantom of the Megaplex.
0: And then the best tweet, which is kind of related to some things we've talked about. Charlotte says, I've convinced myself that the episode of Even Stevens where he makes a short film is based on The Room.
1: Ooh, nice.
0: (laughs) And then she goes, So, he makes a terrible film, alienates his best friends, everyone laughs when it premieres at the film festival, he runs out upset, and then Tawny convinces him to go back in and face the crowd. All of these things happen in the making of The Room. Basically. (laughs) And then, I had actually seen this tweet back in, like, 2018, and then I said, except The Room was released in 2003, and that Even Stevens episode is from 2001, so The Room was based on Even Stevens. (laughs) (laughs) Hashtag confirmed.
1: (laughs) That's good. When I was in college, I was in this class where I had to, like, make my own film. But we got, like, in a team. It was, like, a filmmaking class. So I wrote this little short film, and we we premiered it at, like, a festival. And it was so bad, we decided to just put this, like, super corny narration over the whole thing, and then it turned it into a comedy. And my friends came to the premiere and saw it, and everyone liked it. (laughs) So...
0: Yeah, so that's pretty much all the tweets.
1: Sweet. Then we just have favorite quote, right?
0: Best quote, yeah, I guess, which honestly, I did not pick one.
1: Yeah, this was a hard one. Um, I had a couple, two or three that I wrote down. I'm going to go with Tom's got his parents. That's what I'm going to go with. I also almost put, you see this face, don't ever make me make this face.
0: Yeah, I really don't know, because there are so many good quotes in this episode. Like, I'm just tempted to go with the Humo's they Lawn on Wednesday.
1: That's a good one, too. I thought you were going to pick the Salisbury steak one.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, actually, yeah. That might be it then. <laughs> yeah, I Bobby, did. I wouldn't try that Salisbury steak if I were you. I could say that all the time. I say that all the time. Yeah, so maybe that one and then the Humo's They're Lawn on Wednesday. But that one's such a given, you know? Yeah,
1: yeah. That's like, a, yeah, that's more of a popular one, I think.
0: Like, honestly, like this whole thing, I like we shoot out of order. It's called filmmaking.
1: Yeah, this whole episode is just like one big line. Long quote. Yeah. Yeah. So good.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So that's everything. Yeah, guys. Yeah. We've been talking about this for almost three hours, and I have no idea how that happened. (laughs) We started this with me saying, like, oh, wow, look, I have no plot points. We're just going to zoom straight through this. I have no idea what we talked about.
1: Oh, man. We could have watched The Irishman.
0: Oh, my God. (laughs) see that's ridiculous and see some people can't even finish the Irishman and here we are yeah so thank you guys so much for listening uh, follow us on all the socials Twitter Facebook Instagram send us an email evenstevensrank.gmail.com evenstevensrank.com thanks again uh, to April for sending in that voicemail we really appreciate it and hope to hear from more of you guys in the future So until next time. We'll see you in the next episode.
1: See ya.